What's up? Happy Aloha Friday. Welcome to the Explicit Aloha Podcast. What's up, y'all? Y'all. Happy Aloha Friday. Thanks for tuning in. Um, what's up? I'm coming to you from my hotel room in Orlando, Florida. And I'm recording this a couple days early. And the day it comes out, Friday, will be... This will be the day that we play at the Reggae Rise Up Florida in St. Petersburg. So that's why we're here in Florida. We just flew out and brought the stuff to record this here in the hotel. And it's trippy flying to Florida, man. It's a fucking 10-hour flight. It's a fucking 10-hour flight. It's a long one. Um, we had the late ones on our flight. So, you know what? Hey, um, I hope you guys had a good week. Sorry, I'm just, this, this one is just, I'm going to tell you about what's going on. Um, this is the last show of all this stuff that we've been doing lately. And so my plan was already to just kind of talk about, you know, do a quick one this week and talk about the show, the festival and just what's been going on and. You know, the road stuff and perfect timing because somebody asked on Instagram um, just some some questions that sort of aligned with what I was going to talk about anyway. So um, just going to do that. And let's see. So this is made in Koi, made underscore in underscore Koi. Brother Eric, um, he, he was wondering just curious about stuff like, uh, let's see, how the logistics and the travel work for us for a gig like Reggae Rise Up, um, which is in Orlando and we live in Hawaii. We're probably, I mean, I don't know who else is traveling as far as we are for this show, but we're going pretty far. And um, the logistics and stuff, basically, I'm just going to go in part by part on this question because this is all I'm going to talk about today. Because <laughs> um, we're here, and so the logistics. Once we have it confirmed, any dates that we have on on the schedule that are confirmed, um, we're we're looking for flights. Even even when it's tentative and it's not confirmed yet, we're still looking at flights probably. But once it's confirmed, you know, we check out the flights and stuff. And because something like this, so Hawaiian Airlines doesn't fly to Orlando like all day long every day you know so we had to come up a couple days earlier and so that's why i'm here in the hotel um it is saint patty's day actually happy fucking saint patty's day you guys i am drinking a beer right now it's uh space dust holy but goody oh did you hear that glug that was a mean sound yeah mm. i can't recreate it that was the beer um anyway uh so out here fucking doing this um st patty's day chilling in the hotel because hawaiian airlines yeah that's where we fly because we're all you know we've built up enough you know miles or whatever to where we get we get cheaper bags you know like we check so many bags that's the thing about a flying musician especially when you're in hawaii it's like the guitar players got like at least two extra check-ins you know you know for pedals and guitars the keyboardists will have a couple keyboards and you know some you know snare drums cymbals all, all this kind of stuff and 
and that's if that's if you don't have the main things somewhere on the mainland like for us we have them on the mainland we can go into our storage and you know get our amps get all of our 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 big stuff our drum kit for the road all that stuff but but we fly with our snare drums and our 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 cymbals and our guitars you know stuff like that but yeah so coming out here for this thing we we flew out with a few things uh let's see 13 total pieces of baggage let's just let's just straight up fucking tell you exactly what what it happened on this trip um, flew out with 11 pieces and added two because Kaika's keyboards and he met us in Honolulu because he doesn't live in Honolulu. So he flew up and um, we got all the pieces together and, you know, by the time we got here to Orlando, our flight was at 420, by the way. And by the time we got here, it was, uh, I don't know, it was morning time in Florida, but it felt, it felt so weird. It felt like it was like, when the sun was rising when we got here, it felt like the sun was setting and we were like, it was bedtime, you know, because we're six hours behind and the 10 hour trip. It's just, it's a mind fuck, honestly. It's a super big mind fuck. It's a lot easier when you fly to California first and jump in your van or your bus or whatever it is that you tour in and then you start driving and you, you gradually lose the hours or whatever it is you know but when you just fly straight in the late afternoon especially from hawaii to orlando when you get you know you get to orlando and you're just like oh shit a little bit off but um luckily we got a couple days to chill so anyway this sorry guys this podcast is super rambly um it's one something in the morning and it's been a long day so um continuing on with brother eric's question let's see let's see um equipment and gear travel arrangements yeah so um fucking we got to the hotel and i'm only saying this because it's like you know let's you want to know exactly what's going on here's exactly what's going on it's nothing special bro it's real simple (laughs) we deal with the same bullshit you know that everyone does um so we got to the we got to the hotel and we already knew because we talked to them and that's the thing is you got to check and check and check and make sure things ahead of time before you get there are what you think they're going to be um and we knew that there would be that we have rooms that we wanted to get but they wouldn't we wouldn't be able to check into them until three o'clock right that's like normal check-in time three o'clock and they're very hard on that at this hotel so we had to get a couple rooms for the night before so that when we get in here at like seven in the morning you know we have somewhere to go because we we didn't bring a bus or a van like we literally shuttled it from the airport to the hotel so we can't be chilling with 13 pieces of gear and six dudes for fucking seven hours so we got some rooms luckily we found out that they were almost sold out so we were able to get rooms for the night before technically so by the time we got here in the morning at 7 30 you know we still had some hours left on our rooms couple hours then yes boring and weird but this is what's going on over here then we also tried to make sure that we could extend those rooms and turn those rooms into the ones that we already had booked 
so that we didn't have to switch out rooms, right? Make common sense. It's fucking, this, this tour shit is honestly just real common sense kind of stuff. It's not fucking rocket science. Um, it's just, you just got to check. You just got to like, you just got to make sure. And things, and you got to be flexible because things just change constantly. So, all right, back to the question. What else? What else? Gear, blah, 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 blah. Not sure if you can speak on it, but always wondered how band members get paid and stuff, percentage and all that stuff. Um, well, so there's a, there's multiple ways to get paid as a musician. Um, for us specifically and I generally, basically, you know, you can gig, right? And my whole life gigging, um, it's always been like a, a progression forward of like how much money you make, right? There was a point I remember back in like, it was like high school days or something. Um, maybe just after high school. Because we had been playing, my friends and I and other people that, you know, in, in the scene, playing music live in Hawaii, you know, like bars and clubs and stuff like that. When you're like high school age. And when you start making money, like, I mean, because there's always a step one. That's the thing. There's always a step one and that's just getting started not worrying about what you're making following your passion right and you know you make maybe maybe make nothing maybe you make 20 bucks but there's a there's a milestone that i remember and that we all hit and it's the hundred dollar mark right when you get a hundred dollars for a gig and i remember there's a there's another milestone after that where you start to think you deserve a hundred dollars a gig <laughs> and whether you fucking deserve that or not is you know is um it's basically you know based on opinion but i mean it was it was basically so the thought behind that was like you know you play so much you play as much as you can you rehearse you practice you you know you know what i mean it's like at this point it was it was basically becoming our lives and what we wanted to do and um you know so you start you know once you make that hundred dollars a gig you're like holy crap i've made it i'm a i'm a legit professional musician you know that's how you feel so you know those days came and and um you know I can't help but think about this one story with Ikaika Antone, our keyboardist. He he started playing with THC, uh, the Hardicle crew in Hawaii. Uh, we both play with them, but he played with them before I did, and then I jumped in. But um, we had known them, you know, been fans of them actually for a long time. And if you're from Hawaii and you're listening to this, thank you. But if you're from Hawaii and you're listening to this, you know who the Hardicle crew is probably. THC and they were like the rootsy rootsy guys you know and they were real strict on their approach to reggae and stuff and that was a good kind of school for Kaika and I but I remember when Ikaika was playing with them I would tag along I wasn't even in the band I would just fucking jump in he would drive we they play we lived in Kailua Kailua on the east side and we would drive all the way to the north shore of of Oahu, you know, for us for us, that's the other side of the world, basically. And he would play gigs with them. And I remember the fucking I remember the first night that I knew that he had made two hundred bucks. Right. 
Like, I, I don't know if he had made that before, but I, that was the first time I knew it. But I'm pretty sure that it was the first night because, I mean, I had been there, you know, like, that was the other thing about the scene, too, is we're always tagging along with each other. You know, everybody's jamming together and shit. And if you're not in the band, you're, like, there hanging out. It was a really cool scene back in the day, actually. Got to shout out all those all those guys, man. All the Irie Souls, the Ions, Most High. Fuck. That was the crew. But there's a lot of other bands. But anyway. So, you know, yeah. It's like... Um, the pro- the progression kind of kept going and going and going, and you know, you know, fast forward to nowadays. So like pay and stuff. I mean, for gigging you can make money, um, and it depends your situation. You know, if you're an owner of a business, you know, you, you basically can decide whatever you want to make, but usually you get paid last. So, um, you know that that you got to kind of figure out, um, right? I mean, if I mean, and that's in any business. I mean, if you own a business yourself, you you know what I'm saying. It doesn't matter if it's music or whatever. You know, you're usually the last fucker to get paid. Um, but if you work hard enough and you build it up, then fucking you're making the most. But um, yeah. So there's there's that. There's the gigging, and there's also the hired gun element of of tour. You might just be a musician who's like a studio musician, but like you do it on tour um, and you get paid for gigs or whatever. You know, there's a lot of different ways to do it. And um, I think for the green, we've we've been able to sort of just be flexible with with the changing times and we've been around for a while. So, you know, we've kind of gotten to see things as they go. And, you know, we, we put a lot of time and effort put a lot of hard work into what we do and you know um it's it's uh, you know it, i'll just i'll say this it costs a lot of money to fucking fly out from hawaii and go on tour but if you're smart and you work hard and you figure it all out like man it's like it's the it's the craziest most awesome shit ever you know so um and then there's other other ways to get paid you know you can you can make money off songwriting if you if you have publishing rights you know if you have um placements the sync sync placements they call it when you're in like a tv show or a movie or something like that and you get your song in there even if it's only for a few seconds you know the longer time that it's played the more money you make so when you hear a song on a on a super popular movie or or TV show or whatever and it's playing for a long time just know that whoever owns the the rights to that song or wrote that song is uh made bank off that fucking that placement in that movie because it's really expensive um but it depends on you know on a lot of a lot of factors you know um and you know what else how else do you make money merchandise when we're on tour we sell our merch everyone knows that right that's what puts gas in the tanks on on the road everyone kind of gets that point um because you know when you're when you're say you're on the road and you have gigs right you have gigs that are booked in advance with with venues and you have to settle and all that stuff you don't you're not leaving each night usually with money from that show right 
it's a contract and you may you may leave with a check from them but you're not leaving with cash um and the check also too might be the 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 remainder of, of what you're owed um you know it it could you know it's never cash pretty much it's it doesn't work that way so you know when you're on the road when you sell merchandise that's like that's cash that's money in your hand that goes right right into the you know the system the the machine that's moving on the road that gets you gas it gets you food it gets per, per diems or whatever um you know so yeah uh there's a few ways to make money on the road um and at home studio musicians studio stuff all that all that stuff uh let's see what else i mean i think that's pretty much the end of the end of the question yeah so right on brother hey thank you eric for for the question made in Kauai, bro right on i appreciate you listening i appreciate all you guys listening and um that's it i don't want to ramble too much anymore because like this is this has been a this is a first i think just telling you guys all the all the details and stuff which honestly i don't think is that interesting <laughs> but it but it's fun to kind of embellish a little and and give you guys some background on how we got to where we're at and the stories behind it and i will say this this one thing to go back to um what i was saying earlier is that first step right like um when we first started making money as a as a quote-unquote musician or a live performer it's like that's when you're professional right you make that money but it takes a long time to get to that point that first step isn't necessarily going to be playing live the first step is you picking up an instrument for the first time or being having that little curiosity kind of spark in your brain and and then you want to you know you hear something like oh i want to i want to do that or i want to play that or i want to make that sound with that instrument and i think that for a lot of people has been the origin of where where music came from for them in their lives and how it's you know started so there's always that step one and i think it's very important to take it you know take it don't wait you know uh if there's something that you want to do just take that step forward because this the first step is like just the beginning and you know so um you know how's it how's how's me leaving you with all these words of wisdom probably because it's one something in the morning and i've had not much sleep so um but hey you know what either way i'm talking from the heart but i appreciate you guys listening and reggae rise up okay so let's see the reggae rise up festival we are playing friday and we are playing right before soja the boys from soja shout out to the boys from soja shout out steel pulse uh revolution let's see saturday is slightly stupid atmosphere protege i terra kai all kind of people pacifier chopadelic article sound system that's all saturday article sound system ass great great name they're suing dua lipa i'm with them i heard that i heard the fucking song it sounds it sounds like it got copied bro so team ass on that one sunday's got iration shaggy Shaggy puts on one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life, by the way. Go watch Shaggy. Reggae Rise Up Florida. Pepper, the boys, the the Hawaiians on Sunday. Um, Travel Seeds, uh, Anuhea, fuck yeah, all kind of people. Um, 
Yeah. But the green, we're playing Friday, Reggae Rise Up Florida. If you guys um, are going to be there today, then fuck yeah. Thank you guys for coming. And mahalo to everybody for listening to this week's podcast. Be back home next week. It'll be finally the end of tour as far as I'm concerned. So, um, yeah, expect a lot of Bowie stuff. All right. I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And cheers.